Hello and welcome to Connected episode 478. It is made possible by our sponsor, Squarespace. My name is Stephen Hackett and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's it's very early for you. We're recording these at a different schedule, and, and it's like at eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So if I sound, uh, this is how I sound in the morning, basically. Okay. Uh, deeper good. and worse. But what can you do? I had a a couple of weeks ago. I was already up and moving, and one of my parents called me. They're like, "Did I wake you up?" I was like, "No, this is just how I sound. Like I just sound like death <laughs> until ten a.m. or so." But mm. uh, we're here. Mike is on vacation, um, and I think I think Mike needs something from the listeners to know that he's missed. Yeah, so we've do- so we've done emoji before, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's time we move past the emoji, and I think I think we should do something that Mike is hmm, Mike is not capable of doing. Mike, if I recall correctly, cannot write haikus. He has struggled with that in the past. The counting gets him, I think. Yes. So I think we should ask listeners to 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 write Michael a haiku. Okay. And and tell him he's missed. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. So uh, feel free to get creative, write a haiku, and tell Mike he's missed from the show. Uh, and the Discord, whatever, is missed. Yeah, fax it to him, you know, however you get to him. Fact, sound with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get in touch with the UK embassy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine necessary. Mike gets home and like the military shows up at his door and like, uh, we've got all these letters for you, you need to come with us. <laughs> we have some really important follow-ups, Stephen. We do. In fact, most of the show today is follow-up. There's a lot of follow-up, I think. It's basically... So So basically this episode, a couple of things happened, right? We're recording at an unusual time. Mike is gone. Nothing happens the week after American mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. So this was me basically cleaning out our feedback inbox. That's basically what the whole episode is. This is answering questions for people. We're going to help people today is what we're going to do. With okay. two tiny topics that are actually topics. But first, uh, big... Some shopping advice, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. Some retail <laughs> advice. Federico, say that I needed a Christmas tree. Uh, where uh, would you suggest I go? I would suggest you go to 25 West Center Street, Orem, next to Burger King at Federico Christmas Trees. <laughs> Which is open for business again. I literally just read the address from their Instagram page. Yes. Um, Frederico Christmas Tree, Christmas Trees, uh, a a business uh, based in Ohio. um, Did I get this right? No, Utah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Utah. Uh, At the RM at Center Street and State Street. Next to the Burger King. Next to the Burger King. um, They have tree growers in Oregon. And they have the lot in Orem, Utah. Um, I don't recall correctly how how this um, family-run business, I want to say, came to be a recurring topic on the show. I think a listener sent it in to us. I think eventually. so. Uh, in uh, any uh, case, initially. we've been advertising for free. They're not a sponsor of the show, but we have been mentioning Federico Christmas trees 
um, for the past few years, and uh, they're they're back in full swing now. They're open for business again. They opened on November twenty second, and I guess if you need a Christmas tree and you are in Utah, uh, go check out Federico Christmas trees and tell them Connected sent you. They will have no idea what that means, but at least you will be you will have the satisfaction of saying that in yeah. real life. Look, they're they're a family business since nineteen eighty eight. And nice. really, That's I mean, I was born so. the year you were born. And honestly, I mean, you and I both run like small businesses, right? Like we know how hard it is out there. And yeah. these, uh, these fine people look really nice. I got to say their Instagram page is pretty good. Like lots yes, of nice pictures. Is. People look happy. It's, yeah. uh, it's great. Yeah. They posted six days ago, a family photo, the first customers of the season. Um, they have hundreds of beautiful trees from Oregon and Washington. So go check them out. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're actually quite nice trees, I should say. I would say we should all follow them on Instagram. 175 followers is not enough. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I just clicked the Good. follow button myself. And they are, unfortunately, the name Federico is not spelled. Uh, like my name, it's it's got the extra R. So it's F R. Federico, Frederico. Yeah, Christmas that's trees. how my, mo- my mom says your name, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's how everybody in America says yeah. my name. <laughs> so Fred, it's fine. Fred, I can't do it because I know how your name is pronounced, but <laughs> Fred, <laughs> Fred Rico. <laughs> Fred, Frederico. Yeah. Uh, go check them out. Follow them on Instagram. And if you happen to be nearby, uh, go buy a Christmas tree. Uh, because why not? Why not? Listener Jason wrote in with a miracle. And I just wanted to share this because we were speaking about what products we think should be more water resistant, I think is what we were Mm. talking about. And Jason wrote, about a year and a half ago, I was cleaning leaves out of a pool and one of my AirPods Pro fell out of my ear and into the pool. Okay. That's not good. They need better tips. They need your foam tip. Yes. The Charging Pro memory foam tips. That's what I would recommend. He scooped it out with a net as soon as I could, but it was submerged for at least three to four minutes. I guess he was looking for the net. I don't know. So it took Jason three or four minutes to look for a net. (laughs) Yeah. I dried it off and it worked fine. In fact, I listened to the most recent connected episode on those same AirPods. That's incredible. It is. That's incredible, Jason. Uh, Well done. I don't know. Congrats. I mean, that's surprising because I would have thought that three or four minutes submerged in water, I would have thought that those AirPods were done for. Me Um, too, yeah. Also, if you're cleaning leaves out of a pool, are you not using a net to do that? Exactly. Like, I was thinking about the logistics of this. Like, Jason mentions they were cleaning leaves out of a pool. And then Jason said, I scooped it out with a net as soon as I could. So. How was Jason cleaning those leaves with in the his first hands? Place? He's just like leaning out over the pool and like pulling them to his chest with his hands. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't have a pool. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Hey, Stephen, do you know if the like is it uh like a like a myth, like a like a urban legend, the the thing about like if you drop your phone. Or any electronics in water, you gotta put them in a bag of rice or something. Like, is that is there any actual scientific truth to the rice method? I think it. I mean, it can't hurt. But like, what happens if you 
if you put your phone in a in a bag of pasta or yeah. something. I so I fix it, and I trust I fix it in these regards. Says, uh, when we put a phone in rice, it's the same thing as doing nothing, which is pretty strong language. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I, I would say follow what I fix it says, and they basically say. Uh, you want to displace the water. Uh, but then they're like, open, you know, use rubbing alcohol in a toothbrush. Open your device as soon as you can. Take out the battery. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. not as feasible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Put in rice. You know? I don't know. It can't hurt, but I don't know if it's like the miracle cure. Uh, we have some important real-time follow-up from the Relay FM uh, historian, Kate. and Kate says, Frederico's Christmas trees first came up in episode 161. At the time, y'all were messing with each other's names in the intros, and Frederico as an alternative to Federico came up. And Kyle's shared the link in the chat in response to that discussion. There it is. That's some incredible context. Thank you, Kate. There's some amazing things in the links for this episode. Let's see, episode 161. Uh-huh. So first off, what year are we talking about? This is 2017. Oh, my God. We've been referring to Federico's Christmas trees for six years? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the description of the episode is, files on iOS 11 is taking shape. It still is, and some honestly. Pro- and some problems are emerging. That's still true. Federico gets sad listening to the others talk about their watches, then slowly disappears as Stephen <laughs> talks about macOS High Sierra. <laughs> that's a pretty good description. That's, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's, uh, yeah, there's iCloud family sharing in here. We were still raising money for St. Jude through the marathon before we were like official partners. What a wild time. Yeah. Apple Watch Series 3. That feels like forever ago. Yeah, it's... Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Lloyd wrote in with a question for you, Federico. Uh, You were mentioning wanting a better case for the iPad. Uh, Lloyd wrote, I've recently been using the Logitech Combo Touch, and I think it solves a lot of problems mentioned, so I just wanted to throw it out there as an option. Have you played with this? Uh, See, the... The problem with the combo touch, uh, there's there's actually a couple of them. First, I don't like putting my iPad in a in a case like that. The combo touch is the kind of like rugged case that's all around the iPad. Because the thing about the iPad for me is that sometimes I want to use it with the keyboard, and other times I want to use it as a tablet. I want to take it take it out of the Magic Keyboard, and I just want to use it, you know, quickly as a touch device. And with this, co- with the, with this combo touch and with other similar cases, it becomes a whole thing where you need to, you know, you, you got to apply some pressure and take the iPad out. And essentially, you end up in the situation where you are less incentivized to use the iPad as a tablet because it becomes a whole thing to take it out of the case and put it back in. And so you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to use it as a case. Uh, with with a case and never take it out, um, which is why ultimately uh, I preferred the, uh, the the Magic Keyboard, and I was n- not a huge fan of the old design of the Bridge keyboards because the Bridge keyboards with the, do you remember you needed to slide the iPad into those two sort of hinges like yeah. at the bottom? It felt bad because they had these rubber little inserts in there. And if it got like folded under, you were just scraping your iPad into like a, it was bad. Exactly. And 
Which is why I was very keen to try the new design of the not-so-bankrupt-anymore Bridge Max Plus keyboard, which unfortunately, and I, this is some follow-up, uh, as recent as 30 minutes ago, Stephen, I unfortunately missed the delivery of that keyboard oh, today no. because I was at Ikea. 30 minutes ago. And OTJ was able to get... Do you know this whole story? No, uh, I don't. Okay, so uh, a reader on Mastodon got in touch with me saying, hey, did you know that like the key, the bridge keyboard you mentioned, the one with the new design, is like on sale on clearance on Best Buy for like 50 bucks <laughs> in the US. I was like, wait, that can't be true. And I sent a link to John. I was like, John, can you confirm that you can get this on clearance for 50 bucks? And he's like, yeah, it's like $49. <laughs> and so he, he got he got one for me and shipped it to me. In fact, I paid more for the shipment than the keyboard itself. <laughs> um, but but uh, uh, the new doorman, uh, you, know, we, we, you know, we don't have Mario anymore. Did I tell you we don't have Mario the doorman anymore? Oh no! no Is he ju- retired? And it was. It was a. Uh, Did Bowser get him? Go. It was let go. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have Giovanni now, so we're we're going from from stereotypical Italian name to stereotypical Italian name. Anyway, Giovanni was not here today, and so I missed the delivery of the keyboard. I'll get it tomorrow. But anyway, all this to say that keyboard, I am very intrigued because it's got the same idea of the Magic Keyboard. It's got a flat sort of back where you just snap the iPad and it doesn't go around the edges of the tablet. So that bridge keyboard should be as easy to take your iPad out and put it back on as the Magic Keyboard. Uh, this combo touch, it's got that. The first problem is the case. And the second is that kickstand in the back. Uh, now, you know me, I like kickstands. But I think right now, um, I am more looking for a t- a really like laptop like setup for my iPad Pro, where like uh, I don't need the extra support on my knees on my legs to uh, to prop up the iPad. So either the Magic Keyboard or the Bridge Keyboard, uh, like a proper laptop mechanism. I think that's what I'm looking for at the moment. Um, there are also. Uh, I also did something else, speaking of keyboards, Stephen. Now, this may be a bad idea, but you know me, I got to do it for science. I am waiting uh, for delivery. <laughs> so, okay, so don't judge me, all right? Promise you, you won't judge me? No judgment. Okay, so I saw this Instagram ad <laughs> for an unknown brand of iPad keyboards. Unknown to you, or like this is one of those brands no one's no one's heard of. All right. So have you ever heard of Docomedi? Nope. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Um, so or, but here's the thing. So I see this Instagram ad for this iPad keyboard, and I'm gonna send you a link. This is all the collection of iPad cases that they make. Look at the this thing that I got. So and I'm posting this link in Discord. Look at this other one. Not the one with the swivel mechanism. The other one. That's essentially, what if the Apple Magic Keyboard was mixed with the Bridge Keyboard? Yeah. Which is pretty much what the rumors are saying in terms of what Apple is working on for next year. Like, this is a Magic Keyboard 
with a fancy floating design, a magnetic attachment, but a proper keyboard that is backlit, and look in the back, as is also a USB hub with ports. (laughs) So this has USB-C, I guess for power, HDMI, two USB-A, SD card, and uh, micro SD, or mini SD, whatever it is. Yeah. So, this now, is sick. Okay. And and they mentioned no the trackpad is responsive. Dude, you can put the iPad in vertically. Exactly, exactly. The only compromise, of course, is you got to run the short USB-C cable from the iPad to the keyboard because otherwise you're not going to be able to use the hub. Right. But that's no big deal. Now. Now, is this too good to be true? I guess we'll find out together. Oh, no! Because, <laughs> because I am waiting. Uh, I don't know. They're using this uh, Chinese express delivery service that I never heard of before. So we'll see. It's moving. The package is moving. That's good. Um, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, this looks really good. And hopefully, hopefully the trackpad won't be terrible, I guess. The um, renders don't fill me with a ton of confidence. Me neither. Just look me at neither. look how the iPad changes in between these pictures. I know, I know, but but maybe it's but maybe you know. Sometimes, sometimes I've realized in recent years um, that uh, that there are so many relatively unknown to us. Uh, Chinese brands and accessory makers that are actually making really cool products. And maybe this is one of them, or maybe not. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's still Bluetooth. I think they mentioned they're using Bluetooth 5. So at least there's hope, some hope there. We'll see. But yeah, I'm waiting for the Doco MIDI iPad keyboard. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Having the hub built in is a super interesting idea. I know that there was like that, uh, over the years there have been hubs and there was like that weird stand from Belkin or Logitech. No, I'm talking about. It was like a big vertical stand and it had a bunch of ports on the back. But having it built into the keyboard case, this turns the iPad into a laptop, really. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, and, and I really hope that Apple eventually does something like this. Uh, because I mean... If you're making the keyboard thicker, and this is why I mentioned this a few weeks ago, um, you can keep making the simple Magic Keyboard. Make a Magic Keyboard Pro that is more expensive. Like, I will... I'm going to say something potentially controversial. I would give Apple $400 for a Magic Keyboard Pro that is this product, but better and done by Apple. Mm. You know? Because, I mean, I'm already spending $250 for the Magic Keyboard, right? Um I don't want to say that I would spend 500 but I would definitely spend more to have a Magic Keyboard Pro that is really integrated with iPadOS as I mean the trackpads that the trackpads that Apple makes are always going to be the best ones. I don't know, we'll see. Uh there's something else that I wanted to mention while we're uh, on the topic of keyboards and trackpads. Yeah. Um I was also sent this by a couple people and I have no idea if this product is shipping or not. My understanding is that it's only available in the UK right now. So Logitech um, came out with this, they call a pop-up desk system. It's called the Logitech Casa 
pop-up desk. Now, casa means home in Italian, in case you're not familiar. Um, so this is like, it looks like, like a little, uh, it's like a lunchbox for your tech accessories. So it's a little, it's a little like, like plastic trays that opens up and inside it's got a keyboard, a trackpad, and the case itself becomes sort of like a, like a, like a prop up thing for your laptop. Now, it's not every day that you come across a Bluetooth trackpad. And Logitech claims that this trackpad works with macOS and iPadOS. Now, if anybody has gotten their hands on this, I would love to know how that trackpad specifically works on Apple platforms. Does it support multi-touch gestures, for example? Because, I mean, it looks like a, a smaller magic trackpad to me. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really intrigued by this. Now, I don't want to buy the whole thing. Like, I don't want to buy the the case and the keyboard and yeah, you know, it's the, a whole full system. Kit. It's a full. It's a whole system. I just want to know about the trackpad. So, if any listener has a Logitech Casa pop up desk system, let me know how the trackpad is. It is cool that it all folds down to its own thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You just uh, you just get your laptop, get your uh, casa kit, and just uh, you know work from anywhere. I yeah. guess, but it's only in the UK. It's I don't know what they're doing. Mm. I don't know. You need big buddy Hurley to mail it to you. But, mm. <laughs> I want to talk about RCS briefly uh, because mm. Apple announced this is going to be coming to uh, the iPhone in the future. That's old news at this point. But we had uh, a listener write in wondering what you thought this would mean for WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp, of course, is mm. not as big here as it is the rest of the world. So I'd love your input on if there's any, is this going to change anything basically in that, in that market? I am very skeptical that anything is going to change. In fact, not only do people here just want to use WhatsApp and it's become the default communication system with anybody of any age group, but over the past few years, and especially since the pandemic began, um, I've noticed that the number of businesses using WhatsApp has increased, like it's become so common to use WhatsApp for personal communication group communication and for example my doctor it, you know i can i can uh, uh, text him on whatsapp and get documents via whatsapp i can book appointments with my dermatologist on whatsapp like it's it's i don't want to say it's as entrenched in our lives as something like wechat in china for example but it's Obviously, they the, Meta would love to have some of that business, right? Where everything you're doing happens via WhatsApp. Um, I don't think, I don't think at, at this time, even if the messages app on your phone got better, um, I don't think anybody would be incentivized to switch from WhatsApp to messages or SMS or RCS in that case. Um, I'm lumping them all together because they end up in the same messages app. Mm-hmm. I don't think they anybody will be incentivized to make the switch because even though the, the technology may be better, um, it's still missing. It's still missing the key component, which is the social graph. Yeah. If, if everybody you know is using WhatsApp and everybody's there, why would you switch? 
you know, just people, most people don't have the technological curiosity that we have. Like I'm going to try RCS because it's my job and I'm curious. And, and it's like more of a principle thing that it's now available. But why would I do it? Um, why would I do it if all my friends and neighbors and relatives and my doctor and my, you know, my, my, my hair salon is on WhatsApp, <laughs> right? My, my video game, my video game store guy tells me stuff on WhatsApp and I can make reservations for it. Like I can, I can, uh, you know, I, I, I pre-ordered my PS5 Slim via WhatsApp. Like why would I use something else? Yeah. It's really hard to break that sort of hold on a market, no matter what the market is. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be, it'll be, look, it'll be convenient, right? When you get the, okay, like when you get the occasional uh, text from somebody who's like, hey, I'm not sure if I can, uh, if I can text them on WhatsApp, because I noticed that there's also like, that's also a social behavior that has changed. Like until a few years ago, say seven years ago, eight years ago, um, you wouldn't sort of cold message somebody that was not in your address book no. on WhatsApp hmm. because that felt like, like more like, uh, we're not close friends, right? Uh, I'm going to send you an SMS instead, a little more sort of distant. WhatsApp was for your close friends. But now, like, sometimes I get texts from people on WhatsApp, be like, hey, I'm such and such person. Um, and, you know, for any kind of request. Now anybody just starts their first communication via WhatsApp. And, um, and it's fine. So that social barrier is not there anymore. Uh, plus all the tools that they have launched. And look, I don't love WhatsApp as an, as an experience, as an app. But what I like is that everybody I know is on it. And so, uh, you know, groups... Uh, you can do polls. Sometimes with our friends, we do polls for like picking a day to go out for dinner. That's something people in their 30s do. Um, I realized, uh, you know, you can mute people. You can archive conversations. See, it's pretty good. And everybody's using it. So why would you switch? This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, and even content. Squarespace has everything you need all in one place. With Squarespace, you can make the most of Fluid Engine, which is their next-generation website design system. It lets you unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. Start with a best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. And you can sell your products in an online store, physical or digital. Squarespace has all the tools you need to start selling, including a bunch of flexible payment options. Make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools. Accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. I love building on top of Squarespace because all this stuff, plus a billion more features, are all just built in. You're not having to go out and glue things together and hope they work together, hope for compatibility with Squarespace. It's all in one place. 
So check out squarespace.com connected for a free trial and use the code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name. That's squarespace.com connected and the code connected when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of Connected and Relay FM. I couldn't help but notice that y'all have a new feature over on Mac Stories. You have a, mm. a very fancy setup page where you and John uh, have pictures of your desks and what you're using. Uh, how did this come about and how in the world are you going to keep it updated? Yeah. Huh. So the second, um, <laughs> to answer your second question, unless there's there are some major changes in the setup, I think our goal is to update this uh, John and I discussed twice a year okay. uh, to sort of coincide with the typical time when we update and optimize our setups. That's before WWDC, the famous spring cleaning, <laughs> uh, and after review season. That's really when our when when we have the time again to think about our setups. Uh, so I think the goal is to do it twice a year, unless like in two months. I lose my mind and I stop using the iPad Pro and I switch to Linux, uh, then I will update my setup. Entry. I mean, you did switch to Windows secretly for a while. It, yes. And just, I'm just never... putting that out there. You know, you said like, oh, that would never happen. It's like, dude, dude, dude. I mean, well, if, <laughs> if that happens, I'll, you know, I'll keep you on your toes. We'll okay. see, I guess. Um, and to your first question. Um, so I was inspired... So a few weeks ago, I, I started noticing that on Mastodon, a bunch of people were uh, sharing their default apps. This is something that uh, began on a podcast, uh, I believe, called uh, Hemispheric Views, I want to say. Yes. Um, yeah. this, is not, this is not a show I was familiar with before. Um and I've actually added it to my list since. So they did this episode about like picking um, picking your, your default apps and they have a point system. Uh, and after that episode, a bunch of people started sharing sort of as a follow-up to the show, uh, their default apps. And so I noticed that trend and I thought, that's an interesting idea. Sort of like uh, sharing a permanent list of, of, uh, of the software you're using. And I thought maybe we should do something similar on Mac Stories, but I sat on it for a couple of weeks, and and I started thinking, you know, this idea actually could be something a little broader, a little more, a little more um, fleshed out in the sense that people often ask us, "Hey, what's the microphone you mentioned that you're using?" or like, "Hey, what's what's that?" the HDMI adapter that you mentioned on Connected. Like, people ask me these sorts of questions every every time, like every week. Um, and I thought, you know, what if there was a page where people could go to, like this idea of the default apps, but what if the idea was default apps and default hardware? And so I realized, well, that's a setup page. We are describing our setups. And so that that's how, that's how we came together. Sort of like as a way for people to have a single place where they can go and see what's the weird cable that Federico is using or how many controllers does John have? Too many is the answer. But yeah, that, that was the idea. Yeah, and this has expanded, just going back to the app defaults on Hemispheric Views, uh, Rob Knight is a page on their website of... Yes. Two, it's now currently 212 blog posts from people Incredible. doing this, 
which is so so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Like to see this old school blogging. Uh, yeah, man. So come together for the same for the same thing. I love it. And every single website, of course, has an RSS feed, which is a a beautiful sight. Obviously, as it, as it should be. Y- you do have a similar page, Stephen. I do. Yeah. So fivefillpixels.net slash gear. And it's not as well organized as yours, but it's basically the same thing. It's like, this is my desk. This is my computer. This is some key software. This is how I record podcasts. It started as a page of like, what podcast gear should I buy? And Mm -hmm. I had like what I use and then what everyone else should buy. Because, you know, I've been doing this 10 years. I've built up my gear over time, but I've expanded it kind of slowly. And I do basically the same thing you do. Like I have a recurring thing. Uh, I think every six months, just so like just skim yeah. this and see if it's woefully out of date, and I'll you know go in and, and tinker with it. But it's it is a fun project to to have. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I can tell you that there are already some changes on my end, but very minimal. Uh, but but yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see how to keep it updated. Maybe there should be. I was I was also, I was actually thinking like. You know what would, be, what would be cool is to have a change log for this page. That would be cool. Like, like on this day, uh, this is something that I believe, and this is why what, something I love about my job is when you get creative and you can you can sort of uh, get your get your uh, inspiration and fr- from different sources, right? Uh, you you can be influenced by different fields. And so, like, this idea came from a podcast. But then I was, I was thinking, like, Kotaku, the video game website, they have, every year, they do a running list of the best games of the year, parentheses, so far. And throughout the year, they update the list. And in that list, there's a change log. It says, uh, I don't know, um, May 2023, remove the, I don't know, God of War and replace with uh, Zelda. And like that's a pretty cool idea, you know. To but to apply it for for Mac stories and for tech, like I don't know, uh, December twenty twenty three, I replaced these, you know, uh, keyboard with uh, something else. Like to keep a, a log over time would be would be interesting. I think. Very cool. Uh, I I did that when I had my Mac Pro. Uh, I just had just a page on five twelve where I would go through, and when I would do something with it or change something in the setup, I would uh I would just have a little uh a little addition to the page. And mm-hmm. it it is it is fun to do these sort of long term projects. It's yes. Uh, I enjoy them. Yeah. Blogging. It's not dead. Still very know, much right? alive. I know. Uh, I want to wrap up today talking a little bit about some of Apple's content businesses because they've mm-hmm. they had this big push over the last couple of days about the year in X, right? So the year in podcasts. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apple Books got a new year in review feature, which I think is actually pretty interesting. So I should try mine. I've read zero books. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go into Apple Books and it not only do they have like, this was the most popular stuff for the year, but also personalized highlights and like insights and in, in what you read. So I guess for you, uh, Federico in particular, maybe not so interesting. But uh, I think it's cool they added that to Apple Books. That's a very like natural extension of this idea, I think. And if you read in Apple Books, like, yeah, well, why, why not? Uh, but the one I want to talk to you about in particular was Apple Music Replay because 
this uh, is back. It's still on the web. You have to go to, what yeah. is this, like replay dot, uh, replay.music.apple.com, which doesn't even sound like a real domain. Yeah, it sounds like, it's, it sounds like a phishing domain. <laughs> it does. And then you have to sign in with your Apple ID, which is like not always yep. the easiest thing to do on the web. Uh, why is this still on the web? Like I know they've made some changes to it, but why is this not in the music app? I don't know, I, and I can tell you that when I saw when I saw the the news yesterday, I clicked the link in in an article that I found, and it of course, um, thanks to the weirdness of Universal Links, it took me to the music app. Uh, when I clicked that replay.music.apple.com URL, it took me into the native music app, but into an error page because the music app <laughs> didn't know what to do with that replay Jeez. URL. And so I had to go manually in Safari and do the thing. Um, I don't know what they're doing on the web. Um, the problem is, I I think they're still in that phase where they want to try and be as hip and creative as Spotify with this feature, but they just aren't. And uh, I just saw today that Spotify wrapped. Um, yeah launched today and now they're doing the thing where i believe what's the new thing what's a new gimmick this year they assign you like a musical town or whatever yeah uh, yeah yeah they give you a sound town based on sound your town. music taste a sound town so <laughs> see every year <laughs> i mean that's already funny just just to say it um spotify really knows how to capture sort of the cultural zeitgeist even just for two days yeah with this feature and apple's let alone the fact that it's like you got to go to a website, which is like, you know, what am I, my, my dad going to a <laughs> website to get a report for my music? Uh, but it's just, it's kind of bland and just uninspired, you know? It's like, and I go in there and, well, brief aside, Steven, once again, Death Cap for Cutie is my top uh, listen artist, yep. but there's a reason. And, and, and there's a reason, and this won't be the case next year. Uh, so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say every night of a typical week, but maybe three nights a week, three, four nights a week. I like to fall asleep listening to either Plants by Death Cab for Cutie, Transatlanticism, or Narrow Stairs. I love it. I, I just like to put on, you know... Um, uh, let me tell you, uh, Bixby Canyon Bridge, while you're in bed, it's a top choice, really. It's not a very, like, sleepy song, that bridge. No, but but it's got an atmosphere. Yeah. I like to listen to one of these three albums. And that has completely skewed my Apple Music report oh, yeah. toward, toward that cap for cuties. It looks like, hey, look at this guy. Really loved listening to Plants and Transatlanticism in 2023. Um this won't be a problem next year because in 17.2, which is not out yet, in iOS 17.2, you will be able to make a filter uh, that says, when I'm in this focus mode, don't gather my music oh, activity. That's super so smart. What I will do is, as soon as the sleep focus comes on, do not collect my my music listening habits because it means I will be listening to that cat for Curie or other people may be listening to white noise playlists. That's right. the idea. So 
uh, I think they're doing it on, on the web because my my idea is that I don't know. Apple is focused on other things. Would be would be my explanation here. They're focused on lyrics, on having a a, a, a better than Spotify native experience, and maybe they just don't have they just don't have a, a big enough team to take care of this stuff. Like you go to this page and. Cool. My top artists are Death Cab for Cutie, The Main, and Blink-182. I listen to a lot of plants. I listen to The Main and Boy Genius. And my top genre is alternative and indie rock. That's pretty much it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have a lot of personality, you know? And if you want, and actually, I believe that John just published this on Mac yeah, Stories he today. No, he did. <laughs> uh, if you want this kind of more, let's call it objective sort of report, and if you are this kind of music person, like I want to know stats about myself, right? That's a legitimate thing to, to, to do. Uh, but if you want to have these stats for music and you are really into music, just tr- use Last.fm. You know, the Last.fm report, which you get monthly and you get a big one, at the end of the year, those are so much better and have a lot more data than these Apple ones. These Apple ones are this hybrid of like, we're trying to be hip, but also just give you the numbers. And in the meantime, they're like, what would you say in English? They're neither fish nor fowl? Is that an expression? Yeah, 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 yeah. they're that. They're that, in my opinion. They're just there, right? They're just there. They're just doing something. But they're not as full-featured as Last.fm, and they're not as fun as Spotify. They are in the middle. Yeah. Honestly, I think the Apple Books one is more interesting than music because one thing they did is like the type of reader you are. It's like, I'm a completionist. I'm this or that. And the artwork is really good. Like, Yes. I I would like to see more of that approach in Apple Music next year. Yeah. Like, give us some love. Give us some personality. Do something. Hey, you're, you know, I wouldn't mind Apple telling me you are a sad emo person. Yeah, g- g- give me that. You know, I deserve yeah. it. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I deserve um, it. Spoken <laughs> like a true emo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you're right, Apple. You're right, Apple Music. Um, hopefully, they'll do something more fun next year. But in the meantime, Spotify wrapped is out there doing its thing. Like, you know, I'm looking at these screenshots now and like uh, Spotify. If I can tell you your your sound town is Mexico City, or you know now they give you they give you these uh, uh, sort of uh, these characters in Spotify Wrapped, like uh, it says me in 2023, luminary or shapeshifter or time traveler, like and it's got fancy artwork. Some of this looks AI generated, I should say, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, Don't look at the hands. Don't look at the hands. <laughs> But at least it's fun and colorful and, you know, and speaking of these end of the year features, uh, I want to give a shout out to Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts came out as of a couple of days ago with their best of like your year in podcasts and it's really good. Um, For example, I'm scrolling through mine. You know what what my most listened show of 2023 was, Stephen? Um. Mac Power users. No, I'm sorry. It was Upgrade Plus. With ah, it's hard to argue with. 33 episodes for a total of two days and two hours. Uh, second spot, The Besties. Third place, Triple Click. Excellent video games podcasts. Um, 
Number four, more text. And number five, Into the Aether, another excellent video game show. And yeah, I mean, this, why is there no end of the year report for Apple Podcast? I don't yeah. know. But my my take is if they want to do these features at the end of the year, and they should because they're fun, and they're like put a nice bow at the end of the year uh, for your digital life, they should do it. But if you do it, make it fun, make it colorful, and make it informative. Right now, they're just kind of, you know, the dead version of the of whatever Spotify is doing. Spice it up, is what we're saying. Mm. Make make yeah. it weird. I think the make weirder, weird. the better for these. Make it weird. I always... Exactly. Like we all, we've always been on this program. We've always been in favor of Apple making it weird. Like do it, you know? Yeah, have a little dancing Tim Cook when you open the page, whatever, you know? Before we go, I want to remind everybody about the membership sale that's going on. You can go to giverelay.com and get 20% off all annual memberships across the network. This is running through December 15th. You can buy one for yourself. You can buy one as a gift for somebody else. You can send this to your aunt who never knows what to get you. Uh, and uh, it's a great way to enjoy some membership content. Here on Connected, we do a longer ad-free version of the show each week called Connected Pro. Uh, this week, we spoke about uh, Play 2.0, an update to an excellent video management app. And I asked Federico if he would go to space. So you can enjoy mm-hmm. that in Connected Pro. In the meantime, you can follow us online. Federico is on Mastodon as Vitici at MacStories.net. And of course, you can find his writing at MacStories.net. You can find my writing at 512 Pixels. And I co-host Mac Power Users here on Relay each and every Sunday. And you can follow me on Mastodon as ISMH at eWorld.social. We'd like to wish our co-host a happy vacation. Again, go send him a haiku saying that he was missed from the show. I'd like to thank Squarespace, our sponsor this week. And until next time, Federico, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Bye, y'all.